welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Hello, it's Matthew Chapman here. I'm here with Dr. Giles Hurst, who is a Director of Product Development with Aperio, and we're here today to learn more about the Aperio tool. Giles is a Professor of Organizational Behavior and Chair of Leadership for the Australian National University in Canberra. It's a pleasure to have Giles here today because he's internationally renowned and, and a very published scholar um, in addition to, to sitting on uh, several editorial boards. Giles, thanks very much for your time today. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure. So, very interested to ask you more about the Aperio tool and the work that you're doing there. Yes, Aperio uh, came about because we've been doing a lot of work internationally and in particular in Asia. And we developed some very nice tools that worked well in America and Europe but they just didn't seem to be falling the same way. So what we realized is we need to develop a tool, an instrument developed for the Asian context, reflecting the needs of international businesses. And that's what we've done with this product, the Behavioral Preferences Inventory. So how did you first identify the need for a psychometric tool to assess leadership talent specifically in Asia? Yeah, the, the major psychometric tools in the market have really been developed for European-American cultures. And so they truly reflect the values and assumptions of those contexts. Yet behaviours that work in those contexts don't necessarily translate to other cultures. So being direct in conflict can be wonderful in America, but it can also be confronting for cultures that value harmony and collectivism. And there's so many cases we came across where we found managers that succeeded. They're incredibly effective, yet for some reason they seem to get lost in translation elsewhere. And so we identified the need to really understand globally what is needed in international business and to develop a psychometric tool that was truly developed for Asia and international business. Giles, what are some of the differences that your research and I guess Aperio has identified between Western or Anglo-American and you know, Eastern styles or Asian styles of leadership? <laughs> That's a very interesting and challenging question because we have some remarkably universal characteristics. We as a race and a species have a huge desire to learn, build relationships, uh, yet there are elements that vary considerably. So some things that differ to a great deal are things like power distance, uh, so concepts like empowerment that work incredibly well in some cultures don't necessarily translate. For example, in one cross-national program, where we had over 14,000 different respondents from both the United Kingdom and China. We found some wonderful outcomes of empowerment in the UK in terms of mental health, productivity, and the financial performance of these firms. Yet such empowerment practices had, the, in fact, the opposite effect in this Chinese sample. Empowerment led to increased stress and rather than enhancing the bottom line was associated with modest reductions in productivity. And that's what we set out to continue with the work with Behavioural Preferences Inventory, to really understand those cultural differences, to look at how individualistic versus collectivist work styles different, to look at preferences for working as harmonistic ways versus working as individuals as well as some very universal measures of our cultural agility. How flexible are we and how interested are we in working in different cultures? 
So tell us about the Aperio Behavioral Preference Insight Tool and I guess how it helps to gain an insight into a current employee's skills, behavior, and work preferences. Yeah, the Behavioral Preferences Inventory is derived from the foundations of the Big Five model of personality. And that's a model of personality which has been looked at very general measures of personality across different cultures, different age groups, different genders, uh, and different contexts, home, work, and social engagements. And what we really wanted to do was effectively tune that up in a number of ways. One was to focus specifically on the work context, to help people look at their work preferences. And in doing so, rather than focus on questions that measured what people would like to do, so how conscientious they are, for example, actually require people to look at choosing different options, to choose where, what their work preferences were in a nutshell, whether they were, for example, analytical or intuitive. And by doing this, requiring people to choose two attractive alternatives, which is called a bipolar scale, it encourages people to move from looking at questions where there's a preferred answer, uh, for example, there's always a preferred answer of how conscientious you are. On, on their day, if people think it's going to give them the job, they'll say I'm 10 out of 10, but we know that's not actually the case. So what we did is we moved the discussion by looking at choices, preferences, whether you're analytical or intuitive, again, as an example, to moving to a discussion of fit. So people can use this tool to look at how does the individual fit the work context. Uh, to take another example, are you looking for a specialist or a generalist? And if so, how does that person's response on the BPI, behavioral preferences inventory, uh, stack up? And does the tool work across various industries, Charles? Yes, we've very much developed the tool to work across different industries, uh, yet there are different requirements for those industries. So in some industries, you'll need someone who is very much uh, responsive to very dynamic, unexpected changes. In other industries or other work contexts, you may need someone who's very good at structuring and organizing work. And so we recognize those differences do, do vary considerably. But what we've measured is people's preferences. And so people can look at their industry, maybe it's in a financial sector, and say, well, in my industry, commercial acumen is key. I need people that are very much uh, interested in influencing, changing behavior. Whereas in other areas, maybe we're looking at government, people are responsible for setting accountable standards and have very much structure in place. So we've measured aspects of work and work preferences that vary across contexts, but their importance will vary according to the industry sector. And are we able to use it to develop or identify better leaders? What I would say is that the, the behavioral preferences inventory is very much developed as a selection tool. And so it is fundamentally looking at the question of getting the right people into the right roles. Nonetheless, one of the key things and innovations we've embedded in the tool is actually a single uh, uh, full pullout looking at developmental motivators. So looking at what helps people develop to really smooth the onboarding process and to design development to help understand individuals' motivators. This includes things like, are people motivated to be uh, look at the implementation process or are they motivated to learn by thinking strategically about things? Are people motivated by success or are they motivated to learn by the experience and joy of learning new ideas 
and new technologies. I've got to ask you um, on you know some of the typical challenges that um, Western expatriate leaders face when first managing in an Asian environment, and I guess how the tool can help on these. That's a very important question, and there is really, when you look at it, a couple of things that come out. There's no single recipe why a leader may succeed or fail. Often there is factors like integration in the community, integration with family, but when we're looking specifically at the workplace, one of the biggest challenges, despite all the different leadership styles that leaders may display, is actual cross-cultural openness and adaptability. Um, one of the biggest challenges we find is if leaders say there's one way to do it, there's my way of doing it, uh, that really can be a struggle. So a leader may absolutely succeed and they may uh, become a, a huge success in one context, but if they don't adapt their behaviour uh, to a different context, then we really do consistently find very strong predictions of derailment. These are these are great leaders, great great expatriate leaders, but for whatever the reason is, they demonstrate a failure to adapt their behaviour towards the context. The final question, Giles, I probably have for you is, you know, based on your extensive research, what are some of the key behavioural traits needed in today's Asian market leaders? I always stray away from saying there's a single golden bullet for give me one behaviour and that's going to make you succeed because the reality is that Asia is a focal place for world business. And given so many different cultures in this melting pot, this very dynamic environment, it's unlikely there's ever going to be one single style that leads to success everywhere. And so there are some themes that we find are very important for leaders, that really successful leaders are very good at facilitating conversation to encourage innovation. They demonstrate clear leadership, but also equally just demonstrate humility and a willingness to listen. But ultimately, it comes down to the ability to work with different people and different cultures. So it really comes down to what I was bringing back to is that willingness to learn, the cultural empathy and the cultural flexibility, which are just so important. Because if you have an ex expatriate that works in one context, you always want to know that if they work in a different area, that they're going to be willing to grow and develop and engage with that culture and so make a success of their leadership role. And that was Dr. Giles Hurst, Product Development Director with Aperio, talking about the Aperio tool. And I must mention, Aperio is an associated company of Chapman CG. And if you want to find out more information, go to www.aperiodevelopment.com. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.